You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In 2009, a young woman walked out from a Lost Hills police station in the middle of the night and disappeared without a trace. Today, over a decade later, the case of Maitrese Richardson still remains a bizarre mystery. Born on April the 30th, 1985, in Covina, California, Maitrese Lavon Richardson was the daughter of Latisse and Michael Richardson. As her parents divorced when she was just a child, Matrice was raised by her mother and stepfather, Larry Sutton. Michael was not involved in Matrice's life that much during her early years, especially because he spent some time in prison. But after his release, Michael tried his best to make things better and began to build a relationship with his daughter. Matrice grew up to be a beautiful young woman with gleaming hazel eyes and a contagious smile. And due to her charming personality, she made friends wherever she went. Matrice graduated from South Hills High School in West Covina and afterwards enrolled at California State University in Fullerton, from where she graduated with a BA in psychology in 2008. Matrice has always been a bright student who consistently achieved a 4.0 GPA and told her family about her plans of going into graduate school. At this point, Maitrice was living in South LA 
with her great-grandmother and interned at the office of clinical psychologist Rhonda Hampton, who was a close family friend. To save some money, Maitrese also worked part-time at an LGBTQ strip club and did some modeling on the side. Maitrese was openly lesbian and had a girlfriend, Tessa Moon, with whom she had been with for about two years. Overall, it seemed like Maitrese's life was on the right track. However, in the fall of 2009, everything suddenly changed. Maitrese began to act strangely and withdrew from her friends and family. She even broke up with Tessa, without anyone really understanding why. In addition, Maitrese began posting cryptic messages on her social media accounts and sending weird text messages to her parents. In one of her Facebook posts, she wrote, I just want to sleep, lol, but you know me and my crazy ideas. Let's see where they take me. According to those close to her, Matrice seemed to show symptoms of bipolar disorder getting out of hand. However, for one reason or another, she had never been diagnosed and was not taking any medication. Understandably, Latisse grew worried about her daughter's well-being and tried to reach out to her repeatedly. But Matrice did not answer and did not return the calls. Then on Wednesday, September the 16th, 2009, Matrice spontaneously drove 40 miles of a series of twisting cliffside roads from her great-grandmother's house in South LA to Malibu, stopping at a restaurant called Jeffrey's on the Pacific Coast Highway around 7pm. There, Matrice approached the valet, who immediately noticed the young girl was behaving rather weirdly. To give an example, Matrice was talking about, quote, avenging the death of Michael Jackson, end quote, at one point. Still, the valet did not think too much of it. After all, in his line of work, you tend to see all kinds of strange people all the time. And so he took the keys and parked Matrice's car. But when the valet returned, he found Matrice sitting in his car, going through his belongings inside the glove box. At this point, many of us might have called for security as something was clearly wrong with this young woman. But the valet just asked Matrice if she was okay and to please get out of his car. Matrice did not say a word but complied and walked into the restaurant. Once inside, Matrice ordered an Ocean Breeze cocktail and a steak. While waiting for her order, she invited herself to a full table with a party of seven already dining. Matrice kept acting eccentric and told the people around her that she was from Mars Half of the time, she was not even able to put together full sentences. And yet, the group did not mind at all. Instead, they played along, seemingly enjoying the company of the uninvited guest. After finishing their meals, the party of seven prepared to leave, as so did Maitrice, without paying her tab. At first, she claimed someone from the group had already paid for her dinner, but that was not true. After realizing her first tactic did not work out, Maitrice said, I'm busted. What are we going to do? Before joking that she could pay her $89 bill with sex, it is unclear if Matrice simply refused to pay 
or if she had left her wallet in her car. In the latter case, of course, she could have just gone out to the car to retrieve it. However, that did not happen. Instead, Matrice called her great-grandmother Mildred after the restaurant staff asked her if anybody could settle her bill. Mildred actually offered to pay over the phone, but the restaurant required a signature and she did not have a fax machine to send it. As the situation started to feel hopeless and Matrice still acted so bizarre, the manager of Jeffreys finally called the deputies at the Lost Hills station in Malibu. According to the manager, he did so because, quote, he was worried about her welfare and reasoned she would be safer in custody than out on her own, end quote. Unfortunately, although he meant well and hoped the police would contact Matrice's family and help her to get home safely, the decision led to a completely different outcome. At around 9pm that evening, three deputies, Frank Bauer, Armando Luaro, and John McKay were dispatched to the restaurant with the impression that 24-year-old Mitrice Richardson was either drunk or on drugs. However, after they arrived at Jeffrey's and performed a field sobriety test, Mitrice passed it easily. That should have caused the deputies to think that maybe, just maybe, she had been suffering a mental health crisis and was not intoxicated. And yet, instead of taking Mitrice to a psychiatric evaluation... Officers arrested her on charges of defrauding an innkeeper and possession of marijuana. They literally found less than an ounce of weed in her car, and the restaurant did not press charges against Mitrice in the end. But apparently, taking her to the station was the easiest option. Mitrice's car was impounded to nearby Malibu tow yard with all her personal belongings inside, including her phone, purse, and ATM cards. She was taken to the Lost Hill station, where she was booked at 11 p.m. According to the station logbook, during the two hours that Mitrice spent in custody, she made four phone calls. Curiously, Mitrice told the deputies the calls were to her great-grandmother, Mildred. However, due to faulty recording equipment, we cannot know for sure, especially because Mildred later insisted that she did not receive any calls from Mitrice that night, after the one from the restaurant. Eventually, Matrice's mother, Latisse, found out what was going on, and she called the Lost Hills station. She wanted to know if the deputies planned to keep Matrice in custody the whole night, or if she would be released. Latisse did not want her daughter to be wandering alone in an area that she was not familiar with, and said she would come to pick up her daughter if she was let go. Otherwise, she would come in the morning. After all, it was the middle of the night, and the drive from Covina to Lost Hill Station would have taken around 50 minutes. During the call, the deputy promised Latisse multiple times that they would keep Matrice locked up in the station and release her in the morning, around 5am. Latisse was relieved, but also said jokingly, quote, I would hate to wake up to a morning report. Girl lost somewhere and her head chopped off. End quote. When she hung up just before 12.30am, Latisse could not have known. She had just almost predicted the future. We still do not know how anyone thought it was a good idea. 
But just a couple of minutes after speaking with Latisse, the sheriff's department released Maitrice without her belongings and without notifying her mother. Apparently, Maitrice had said she would sleep in the lobby and wait for Latisse to pick her up. But in the end, she did not do that. Security footage shows Maitrice being discharged and leaving the station in the middle of the night and in the middle of nowhere. It would have literally taken her six hours to walk the 16 miles through Santa Monica Mountains back to Malibu. Nevertheless, that is what Matrice did. She began walking. At 5.30, Latisse called the station again to inquire about picking up Matrice, just to be informed that her daughter had already been released. Understandably enraged, Latisse demanded to report Matrice missing immediately but the deputies said not enough time had yet passed. Which is strange, because if there is a possibility that the person who has disappeared is endangered, the search should begin without delay. Nevertheless, around 6.30 a.m., a man named Bill Smith called to the LASD, saying a young black woman was sitting in his backyard, according to her, just resting. But he noted she was acting bizarre and perhaps needed help. However, as soon as Bill ended the call, the mysterious woman was already gone. From the start, it was clear that the sheriff's department did not take Matrice's disappearance too seriously. It took them two days to go to Bill Smith's house with sniffer dogs, and even though the dogs were able to pick up a scent, deputies called off the search after just eight hours. Meanwhile, Latisse did everything she could to force the police to put more effort into the case. Eventually, the family was promised a massive two-day search on September the 19th. However, when that day came, there were just a few officers going through a small area near the station and Bill Smith's house. Feeling like the authorities have failed them, the family of the missing young woman continued their own search. But soon... Days turned into weeks, and then into months, and there were still no signs of Matrice. At this time, the sheriff's department fiercely defended how they had handled Matrice's arrest and release, saying that she did not exhibit any mental problems that night. As if that made it any better to send a young woman alone into the night in an area she was not familiar with. At one point, they even said they had released Matrice as they were quote, not a babysitting service, end quote. Great police work. Finally, on August 9th, 2010, nearly a year after Maitrice's disappearance, a ranger patrolling in the remote hills of Dark Canyon in Malibu made a gruesome discovery that everyone had been dreading. He had stumbled upon a partly mummified body in a creek surrounded by rocky boulders and overgrown forest. The location was around eight miles from the Lost Hill Station and hard to access. For one reason or another, only deputies were taken to the location of the remains, which needed helicopter transportation. Normally, in a situation like this, the coroner's team should have been present at the scene immediately, but the sheriff's department completely walked over the standard protocol. Later that evening, they gathered up the remains they could find, leaving behind a lot of bones, and flew back to the station. Four days later, 
Sheriff Baca announced that the body found in the ravine was that of Maitrese Richardson. He added, We have no indication of a homicide at this point. I don't believe that the remains are capable of telling us a story. And that's it. Over a decade later, we still do not know for sure what happened to Matrice that night she was released from the Lost Hills Station. Due to the state of her remains, we also do not know how she died. Many have speculated that someone abducted Matrice, killed her and dumped her body at the mountain. Others believe that the Sheriff's Department had a bigger role in Matrice's death than they are willing to say. In turn, the Sheriff's Department has basically said that Matrice hiked two hours uphill from the station into the Santa Monica Mountains. Then, she climbed and crawled through the deep wilderness of Dark Canyon and just laid down and died. Which obviously is very unlikely. Matrice's parents, Latrice and Michael, are still hoping that one day they will learn the truth about what happened to their daughter. Only time will tell. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.